Diablo Immortal new gameplay as well as new details from an interview with Game Informer. We've got it for you here in this video. So if you miss a live broadcast, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my content. Make sure my lights are on as well. We do live discussions after I give you all of the details right here at the beginning of the video. That way you don't have to go searching for it. This is a Reforge update. New Diablo Immortal gameplay has been revealed by Game Informer, but they also sat down with two people working on the game to give us some new details. If you're looking forward to Diablo Immortal, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss our updates here on Reforge updates, or check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream this and the discussion in the breakdown live. So they sat down with senior content designer Scott Burgess, as well as principal game designer Joe Grubb to discuss the brand new game. Gameplay. This game is sort of right around the corner. June 2nd is the launch date of Diablo Immortal on mobile. It will be going into PC beta at the same time. This is sort of a surprise announcement. Many people were not expecting this game to be anywhere but mobile. Th- there are questions now, obviously, if, if it's really successful. Are you going to put it on console as well? So they sat down to discuss the footage that you're looking at. They talked about ways it would be similar to Diablo. I've got information about the classes as well. And the first thing they talked about was the Pit of Anguish dungeon uh, that you're going to see in some of this footage. It's part of the opening zone. They said they were focusing on new bosses, new mechanics for the enemies themselves. They wanted to think differently about dungeons. Now, they did say there's a mysterious power that lurks in that first area and dungeon, and they don't really explain what that is. So they are trying to leave some layer of mystery. And then the Realm of Damnation was something they also talked about and focused on, saying they focused on audio design, environment design. Uh, They wanted to feel updated and fresh. So they didn't want this to feel like just sort of Diablo 3.5 or something to that nature. They wanted it to feel fresh. Now, they are departing in some ways from what you might be accustomed to in a Diablo game. So if you're accustomed to Diablo 1, 2, and 3 and the act structure, they said the traditional act structure will not be in place. Now he said it very quickly. I almost didn't catch it. He says it's not, we aren't doing that. It's not like he said they are doing that. What they're going for is a persistent world that will continue to evolve after launch. There will be new places to go and it will grow over time. They said, quote, this is the most ambitious Diablo game made to date. And they designed this one very differently than others. They said they made this game from the ground up to be expanded upon. So this is not something they're viewing as being sort of linear. They may have learned from the way that Diablo 3 went and all they've been able to do with the seasonal content and said, let's not just build set piece linear game. Let's build something that we can expand upon from moment one. This will be taking place between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 story wise. There's about a 20 year period in there and Skarn, the Lord of Damnation, is the big baddie. There's apparently a world stone that exploded and he's trying to get a shard or shards from it and you're racing against him to stop him. And then the Worldstone Shards will create ripples that you have to engage with. That kind of felt like a a hint to me about how they're going to do this. They're going to keep you sort of expanding and going out to find new shards. That will likely be how they expand the world. There will be some returning favorites like Deckard Kane for those of you that like him. Multiplayer will be fully fledged in this game because it is a fully fledged MMORPG. That's what they said. You can have full 100 person clans, eight player war bands that you can form. Then you can go into end game raid bosses with those war bands. Multiplayer 
player can you can do like four player dungeons zone mechanics that look for players to be nearby there's end game pvp battles the open world will be structured though as well as the dungeons however there will be rift systems in the game with the procedural generation if you're enjoying that right now in diablo 3 however the classes will not be overhauled if you want to play in familiar ways with classes that you've played with before you'll be able to do that they've made small tweaks to make it more fluid but they will feel very familiar as always with these quick updates hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss the uploads and check out reforge gaming where i stream live i'll see you in the next video and I'll see the rest of you right now. Hopefully, our PC doesn't have an issue this morning. Uh, we're doing medium encoding today. I'm sorry, we're doing fast encoding instead of medium encoding. We're going to take it a little bit easier on the CPU. This is like a three or four year old rig, so it may be getting close time to replace it. Uh, we don't want to have any heat problems. I think that might have been what happened yesterday with water cooling systems. If it doesn't spin up in time, the computer will protect itself. So. That is uh, that is what we're doing. Why aren't you playing Sniper Elite? I don't know if you've caught on. This is a talk show, and you always come in here and ask me why I'm not playing the latest game. This this channel doesn't really focus around playing gameplay in the mornings. We do gameplay in the afternoons. I recorded a reforged first look of Sniper Elite 5, and uh, that will be on reforged first look later today. So be sure to check that out if you want. That has been recorded, and that's ready to go for our reforged first look channel this channel reforged gaming is all about talk show it's all about discussion it's basically a radio show for people's morning ritual does diablo immortal work on older iphones like an 8 that i do not know spring i don't know their website might have official information about that uh let's see what we've got diablo immortal compatible phones let's see if they have a list for that can you uh, can my phone play Diablo Immortal? That's that's Android Central. Uh, I don't know. Have they have they they put latest Diablo Immortal three update compatibility issues? It doesn't look like they're saying anything other than issues. Oh wait, list of compatible and not compatible phones. Here we go. Uh, compatible incompatible CPUs. But I don't know uh, what what that means for the devices themselves. That doesn't help. Um, is your phone still compatible? Yes or no? Post your response to these questions in the Reddit thread. It looks like they're trying to find out who's compatible and who's not. It looks like they're crowdsourcing this. Can somebody find for me an actual compatible phone list somewhere? Yes, it will be free to play. So I might say good morning. What's good, Silver Subaru? Guys, go through the morning ritual. Make sure you're on live chat so you can see what everybody is saying and make sure you smash that like button. If you're watching over on TikTok, thanks for watching over there as well. Oh, uh, what was the question? Somebody said something. Uh, what temp does your CPU run? I mean, right now it's at 66 degrees Celsius. Everything I've read says, you know, it can get into the mid 80s and you're fine as long as it doesn't stay there. But if it hits like 90 to 95, that's critical. I don't know why we would have spiked to that yesterday again, unless the cooling system was just slow to respond to a spike. The, t- the CPU that I'm, I'm, I'm using runs hot. I, I took it to a local shop and he said these things just run really, really hot. So they put a really, really nice pump in there but when you're streaming at a medium encoding it puts a lot of pressure on the uh, CPU 
iPhone 6 and newer. It'll need iOS 11 and later. Fuzzy, is that official? Yo, Lee Stills with a $9 tip through Super Chat. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate that very, very much. Click iOS. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have that on that page that I went to. Select the system. Oh, there's a Battle.net page you can use. Okay, perfect. I'll do that. I will do that. Okay, let's use the Battle.net page. I had some other... What I found was like some crowdsource page. It didn't seem like anything official. Uh, So give me just a second here. My history has to refresh. There we go. Diablo Immortal requirements. So it says, please select your OS. So I'm selecting iOS. It says iPhone 6 or newer. So let me get this on the screen for you guys. There you go. Diablo Immortal System Requirements. If I go to the iOS, it says iPhone 6 or newer. Operating system needs to be iOS 11 or later. And then if we check Android, Android 5.0 and higher. Processor needs to be a Snapdragon 6600 or an Exynos 9611 or higher. Uh, Andrino 512 for the video card. The Mali G62 MP3 and higher. 2 gig of RAM. So there you go. That's that's the... uh, that's the gist of it. Let's let the uh, let's hang on a second. This is old footage they're saying. So it looks like the beginning of the video has the new footage. So this is the new footage. This is one of the new areas that they're going in. I think the thing that surprised me, uh, I think the thing that surprised me was that they're not they didn't rework the classes at all. So there was two things they said in the interview that stuck out to, that stuck out to me. The one thing they said was, "Look, we built this we built this from the ground up to be expanded upon. They want this to be an ongoing MMORPG. They want it to be expanded upon." But then they said that the, the actual classes themselves will feel familiar. You're not going to feel like the classes have been reworked because they can't. They basically have stated that they have said, look, we are going to be uh, doing basically what they said was they did tweaks to increase fluidity is what they did. They did tweaks to increase fluidity. So I, I think that at a, at, a, at a ground level, at a ground level, I think what they're what they're doing is, is they're trying, I think, to just make like a really, really good Diablo for your phone. And in from where I sit and apparently Asmongold has accused this game of being uh, Asmongold has accused this game of being 200% pay to win now we may react to his video next week we are considering potentially doing uh, you know reaction content every once in a while I'm not I don't want to get I don't want to turn this into a reaction channel but I think we do pretty good job of being like you know intellectual and enjoying debates and I think we could do you know segments like that every once in a while but I saw that he is saying this thing is 200% pay to win so I want to check out his reasoning because I know he also said the same thing about Lost Ark I disagreed with that use of terminology because in my mind pay to progress is 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 a perfectly fine term that's not exactly the same as pay to win um, now I will say Something I'm noticing right here in this boss fight is this reminds me of Lost Ark with the very, very clear enemy attack telegraphs of like, you know when and where to get out of the way. You've got plenty of time to react. Now, one of the reasons I think that they're doing that is they are making this for mobile primarily. Now, I don't know what that means for difficulty when you play on PC if 
if movement and getting hit by attacks is just so, so easy to get out of the way of. Again, they have to build it for mobile. There's only so much you can do on mobile to have that agility and that speed to get out of the way of things. He and many others said the same about Lost Ark, and Lost Ark is not pay to win at all. Yeah, I've not watched the video. We thought that might be like a fun segment every once in a while to like pull up somebody's video and say, hey, you know, our second show of the day, I'm going to be reacting to so-and-so's video. We thought that might be fun. Um, We would obviously pick people that we feel are relevant to our own discussions. We're not just going to snag videos and become a reaction channel. So I I thought that might be a good one. I think it's mostly in the spelling of three and immortal. I think most people uh, only know their phone specs as they are buying shopping and then we all forget. Yeah, I don't even know what my iPhone is half the time. People ask me, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what kind of iPhone I have. I have, I have no idea. Uh, what did Robert say that he said that to? Good morning. How is this different from Diablo 3? Oh, the 3 and the immortal. So the difference is, is that it was primarily built for mobile. So I do think the layer of difficulty and the challenges and, the, and, and all of that, I do think some of that is going to feel a little bit easy for folks who play it on PC, unless they do things specifically with the attack animations and the attack patterns of the enemies. I think those on PC are going to find it to be a tad easy. Now, one thing you can do in Diablo games, which I don't know if they've addressed this since this is an MMORPG that you can play with other people online. It's going to be an ever-evolving world. They said they built it from the ground up. It's the first Diablo they've ever done this with. They built this one from the ground up to be expanded upon. So I don't know what that means for difficulty. I don't know what that means for like, hey, we're going to be... We're going to be allowing you to set your difficulty. Will it only affect you in your instance? Will it affect your entire party? I'm assuming it would affect your entire warband or your entire group if you were going into like a dungeon or a piece of content because th- that to me would, would say y- you you all have to be at the same difficulty. You know, you can't have one person in the group just one-shotting everything because he turned his difficulty way down and he'd be like super overpowered or something. Um so in here you're seeing some of the multiplayer in action you're seeing a pretty big size group uh, play looks like more than four they did say there'd be four player dungeons and eight player warbands that could go into endgame raids so I don't know if this is supposed to be a raid or if there's just four people and maybe somebody has summoned you know um, maybe there's some summoned creatures in the room with them my phone phone is a red magic bought it just for gaming I will pass on Immortal. I'm patiently waiting for Diablo 4 in 2024. Yeah, Diablo 4 and other titles, you know, are obviously, you know, uh, Diablo 4 especially, I think some people are a little bit concerned about it because of everything going on at Blizzard Activision. Even this Game Informer article and video, they made sure to, like, open up the very, very beginning and say they're, like, acknowledging all the crap that's going on. Like, I think they just want people to know that, like, yeah, we're excited about this game, but, like, there, you know, stuff's still happening at Activision Blizzard. Yeah, Blizzard Activision's still going through it and, and still been accused of pretty nasty stuff. So they made sure to even put that on the front end of their video coverage as well as their blog about this over at Game Informer. This is a Game Informer video that they up loaded and I gave a very brief summary of the interview at the beginning of this video Uh, let's just gauge people's interest in the game Diablo Immortal will uh, let's go Diablo Immortal release date will you play it will you play it yes or no we'll do a yes we'll do a no ask your community 
So now this is old footage. So this is stuff that we've already seen. So they baked new footage in with old footage. So they did give us a look at like a new area, new uh, new bosses and new fights. And then this is footage we've already seen. And this is obviously mobile. You can see down here, I'm kind of in the way, but you don't need to see the word captured. Captured on mobile. So you can see the icons are quite a bit bigger. uh, And behind me is basically a dial for your left thumb to move your character. It's essentially an up, up, down, left, and right compass. And you can see there it has moved over there. I I believe that's going to go wherever your thumb goes. So, you know, you want to rest your thumb in the corner uh, or maybe move it a little bit for wherever you feel like is best. That left thumb moving uh, the character. Unless they moved it out there just to show it to us. I don't know. I I would imagine it would move in response to where you touch the screen. Yeah, it's moving depending on where they're touching the screen. Just moved again. Yo, what's good feed? How are you? Strong gauntlet vibes? I like. I feel like games like this, no matter how the graphics improve, are always going to look super dated. Not necessarily criticism, but man, it does look old school. I think the challenge, though, Derek, is how do you make an isometric game look better than this? Do you know what I mean? You've got stones, candles, flames, rocks, grass, and a character. I, I don't know how much better they could make it look, especially considering it is made for mobile. But, like, I don't know exactly what they would do. Lost Ark, in my mind, looks slightly better than this but it's basically the same i just i'm not sure if it's is it might be the medium it might be the medium that limits just how good it can look because we're all zoomed out you know we're far away from everything open beta in a couple of days wait what diablo immortal will launch on june 2nd for both android and ios the open beta for pc will be released on the same day fans can pre-register for the same on the official site signing up gives players the chance to participate in future beta tests as well as in-game rewards yeah i've not i signed up but i've not gotten any notification if i got into the open beta guys we are checking out diablo immortal new gameplay today this is old footage but the new footage is before it the video will loop and we're talking about the game we want to know on the diablo immortal release date will you be playing this game uh i for one will be uh, I'm looking forward to it. If I don't get into the PC beta, I am set up and able to play on my iPad for you guys. I can capture iPad gameplay, and I should be able. Uh, I should be able to. Um, I should be able to use a controller with my iPad as well, and then just play it on my monitor. Because going through a capture card, I, I should be able to do that. Um, Wait, don't you guys have cell phones? Thinking back on the laughs they got, I think we can say a lot of folks were wrong when they laughed at mobile games, but mobile is kind of starting to dominate. Basically, they were ahead. People didn't realize it, but when they made that announcement, they were essentially ahead of the curve. They They were ahead of the curve. They knew where things were going, and they had a strategy in place to say, hey... We're we're gonna we're gonna launch this game, you know, on on mobile. Did they announce a release date? Release date is June the second. The Diablo Immortal release date is June the second. Now that's for mobile. Diablo Immortal PC release date is the same day, but it will be a beta. It will be a beta. They are essentially, from where I sit, they are experimenting with the idea of putting this game on on uh, on PC originally that was not the plan that is actually one of my concerns for the PC gameplay i think since they designed it for PC it's not going to be quite as challenging as other games now that i say that when it comes to boss fights but it does feel like the mobs 
The mobs are still going to feel appropriately challenging, as you saw there. He kind of got pushed by those wolves. He had to jump away from them. He had to make space. And uh, I, I feel that that is a that's a that's a pretty good indication that the game will still feel like Diablo. But in the big boss fights, where there's just like a single boss doing like random telegraphs that you can get away from it does feel as if it's going to be pretty easy to get away from them mainly because again it is designed for mobile now they show some PC gameplay in this footage as well and the beginning of the video does have new gameplay so if you tuned in for Diablo Immortal new gameplay we will loop back to that in just a second we're going to let this video loop Um, it's not very long they did an interview I did a recap of the interview at the beginning of this video make sure you guys are smashing the like button as well give me 10 more likes that'll be our first 100 likes nice and fast on the video that's super helpful if you've never been here before make sure and click subscribe we do a talk show like this Monday through Friday it's old footage so I can interrupt it I'm usually in this scene having a conversation with you breaking down video game news we've covered a lot of things this week second show today is about the PS5 Pro the PS5 Pro and Sony walked back uh, the decision on the upgrade pricing so we're going to be discussing that as well then we're going to get back into some V Rising solo gameplay since they released a solo mode we're going to pitch an idea to you guys about maybe renting a V Rising server and then we'll head over to Reforge Radio there's tons to talk about there's No Man's Sky there's Returnal potentially coming to PC I just realized that I didn't put anything in the radio room, so I am going uh, to do that now for Creature. If you guys enjoyed this show in the afternoons, we have been going over uh, to Reforge uh, Radio, which is more of a news channel. This is more of a topic-driven channel. Yo, good morning over there, uh, Sugar Kills. Playing Valheim, uh, everyone tells me I'd like Diablo. I saw the Silent Hill leak. If you enjoy, um, if you enjoy Valheim, people telling you you like Diablo, I'm not quite sure why they're making that connection. Those are pretty different games. Um, those are pretty different games, but um, I would say, I would say that there, there's connections between all games. I don't know what kind of a connection they would be drawing there personally. That that feels, that one feels a little tenuous uh, to me, but. Yeah, we will uh, We will obviously be covering all these games. Warzone did a player count reduction. I guess we could cover that as well on radio just because it's a pretty big title. And then No Man's Sky will... I don't know if that what we should lead with over there. Probably No Man's Sky, I'm assuming. Um, let's see. Where is the No Man's Sky? There it is. Yeah, let's go with that. Radio Topics... God of War Ragnarok rated in... Okay, yeah, throw that one in as well. I, whatever you think the lead should be, Creature, any one of those works. Honestly, Forspoken's a big title. Ragnarok's a big title. Call of Duty. Returnal's getting put on PC. No Man's Sky. Those are all potentially really strong leads for Reforge Radio, but we got plenty in there now for the show. Should try V Rising if you like Valheim. Yeah, that's probably what maybe somebody was trying to say to you. Uh, what's your name? Sugar Kills over there on TikTok. I, I, if you like Valheim, you should try V Rising. And then if you like V Rising, try out Diablo. But I don't see much of a connection between Diablo and Valheim. Yo, good morning, Mo. How are you? Isn't Valheim more like Minecraft than Diablo? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible that they're getting their 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 games confused or something. I'm not quite sure. 
Uh, combat's good in Diablo 2 and 3 very very good I really enjoy the combat in these games I think they do an excellent job um, I really really do they, they just they, they, they take something that's a tried and true uh, you know method of combat and they make it really enjoyable you know it's a really satisfying combat loop what is the word on HUD customization options I always turn off HP numbers in games I can't stand them um yeah, I don't know if you can turn those off. Those are part and parcel to the Diablo experience. You may be... A, chat, can you turn those off in Diablo 2 or 3? If you don't like the damage numbers popping up? It's incredibly important for you to be able to see that a lot of the times because you need to know what your what your your damage output is, especially when you're switching weapons. I love that they gave us a dodge roll on Diablo 3 on console. Yeah, yeah, I think... I remember the first time I played Diablo with a controller, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the way the game is meant to be played. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we're watching Diablo Immortal new gameplay. This is not new gameplay. It will loop back to the new gameplay in a moment. This was an interview that Game Informer did with uh, two different individuals at the company. It was with the senior content designer Scott Burgess and the principal game designer Joe Grubb sat down with Game Informer to talk about what they were going to be doing with the game. I found it to be a very informative interview, both with respect to the fact that they said this is going to be the they said this is the most ambitious Diablo game they have made to date. They made it from the ground up with the intention of expanding the world. Uh, It's just going to continue to expand and evolve. It's not designed like old Diablo games. Diablo and controller just controller just feels wrong to me. I cannot overstate how much I hate HP damage numbers. Constant text puke. The little health bars are more than enough for me. See, I am completely different, Derek. I love the little damage numbers because it, it like, oh, it shows me ding, 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 ding. You're getting good numbers, right? Especially when you see the numbers change in color because you get like a critical or something. Uh, Ryan says you can turn them off in the menus. Okay. I remember the first time I saw a trailer for Borderlands 1 and they said it was like Diablo with guns and I remember the guy shot his gun at an enemy and numbers popped up I was like I have to play that game I remember thoroughly enjoying that idea I've always liked seeing those numbers pop up now I understand why some people don't like the numbers popping up I do think there are some games where it happens and it's a little bit much JRPGs tend to do this there's like words that pop up and numbers that pop up and it can be a little bit much as you called it text puke you know it can be a little bit of a um yeah it's almost like it's overstimulating to, to, to a certain degree but i i do think in certain games it's i i enjoy seeing it i really enjoyed seeing you know combo pop up whenever i was playing uh what was that uh anthem i enjoyed i enjoyed that i enjoyed the pop-up of the word combo you know and you would you would hear the sound for the combo and you know you would it was nice. It may, I, I liked it. I can see why people would say, no, I don't want to see all that on my screen. It's a bit too much. Um, you know. And you can see all the corpses on the ground. This is obviously a necromancer because it says it above his head. He's not using his corpse burster ability and he's not uh, resurrecting more because he probably already has plenty. It looks like he has four skellymen. Yeah, four skellymen uh, helping him out. And one of them must be on top of each other because he's got now he's down to three. Yeah, I don't know why it says three when he... I, I'm only seeing... It, maybe that's the count of his full party, him included, because I'm only seeing three Skellymen. I'm not seeing four, even though up in the corner it shows that four. It's, it's uh, interesting. 
see how long the telegraphs are on the on the enemy attacks like you just have so much time to get out of the way it reminds me a lot of the lost ark boss fights but i'm not saying that's a problem i'm just saying it might be indicative of their goals and their design philosophy with it being primarily a mobile game and i think that could lead to it feeling a tad quote unquote easy on mobile if you've never been here before i'm gonna take a quick break from the the gameplay we'll go right back to it i'm usually in this scene sitting full screen talking with you this is a gaming talk show make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss our live shows throughout the week i am safe for work so you can subscribe in confidence people treat me kind of like a gaming podcast we do multiple shows a day here on gaming then we head over to my reforge radio channel and we do lots of different news we do a rundown over there of news this channel we take a topic and kind of stick to it we also do gameplay here we will be diving into v rising later today on this channel showing off the new solo mode well not solo mode it's it's offline but we'll be showing off solo gameplay uh because we think that's important for people to see now this opening is going to be the new gameplay so diablo immortal new gameplay if that's what you clicked for that's what this is this is the new footage it's a new area they said this is uh this is one of the dungeons in the opening areas they call this dungeon the Pit of Anguish. Uh, it is in the opening area realm. I don't know if the opening area is Realm of Damnation. I think Realm of Damnation is just where you are. Uh, and they talked about the various things they did to make this place feel alive. And they did things with the environment and the enemies and the bosses. They wanted new mechanics. Uh, now, they did say in the interview that they did not rework the classes. They, they didn't do that. They didn't rework the classes. They made them a little bit more fluid. They made tweaks to give them fluidity. So if you're accustomed to certain classes uh, from previous Diablos and you pick those again, then you will feel very much at home with them. In Diablo 3 Rifts, I need the damage numbers to make sure I'm casting things in the right order, says Hilly. Right, you need to make sure, like, the debuff is on, and then the buff is on, and then, you know what I mean? Like, you need to know that you're maximizing your stuff. If you're just playing a game like this casually at the lowest difficulty, I could totally understand not doing that. Because somebody, like, as an example, right now there's no HUD on the screen, like, whatsoever. And somebody might really, really like that. They might really, really want minimal HUD. It'll feel more immersive, like they're actually in the dungeon, like they're actually roaming around. It gives it more of a creepy vibe, like the, you know, the the walls are going to close in on you and, you know, things of that nature. So... I, I actually think that, that I understand wanting to minimize HUD. Now, watching this fight, pay close attention. See how long it took him to swing both of those swings and that final swing? There is so much opportunity to get out of the way. Look how long that one was. That big, long line comes up. I mean, this guy's just going right out in front and getting hit again. Look how long that line is there. He had all that time to get out of the way. He even kept hitting him and, getting, and, and got out of the way. Now, what I would hope is is that if you turn up the difficulty on on PC you would start to see those 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 attacks hitting so hard that you'd be taking a massive amount of risk to keep hitting but you would feel the need to keep hitting because you know you 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 need to do tons of damage like there's you know there's got to be ways to when you turn up you know difficulty uh, to make the enemies typically that's what they do like enemies hit harder and you don't hit quite as hard and that makes it more challenging because these these enemy these enemy telegraphs are just ridiculously long. They're so easy to read. Now, obviously, this is an early dungeon, so maybe it gets faster as you go. But I don't know how fast they can do it. Again, given that it is 
primarily a mobile game. I'm not faulting it for that, but I do think that is going to adjust how um, how easy it is to read enemy telegraphs and get out of the way. Even that jump is just, it's, you have lots and lots of time. I think even on PC, you need to give players a decent amount of time to react when you're in an isometric environment like this. It can't be spammy. It can't be crazy. I think that would annoy people. Um, now we have a, Now we have a fight with multiple players coming in. This looks like more than four players. It's hard to count. I see at least three on the bottom of the screen and at least three on the top. Maybe seven. It looks like between six and eight. Somewhere between six and eight players. Um, they did say you can have up to eight-man warband, so that's probably what this is. You can see all the different attacks. we got a wizard doing a beam. Uh, we got this guy casting something at him. And area of effects for the for the team to maybe stand in and heal if you guys are enjoying the content make sure and smash that like button we've had plenty of people stop by this morning that could smash that like button and get us to 200 likes make sure and take the poll too how many votes do we have on the poll almost 200 votes already on the poll will you play it 53% say yes 47% say no you the go Lono thank you Lufi anyone catching hitches or is it just me that's YouTube, Robert. I can't quite figure out what that is. I can't quite figure out what that is. Like, when I play videos on YouTube and Chrome, it, they periodically just hitch. It's really odd. Chrome fixed it, and then they, like, reintroduced the problem recently. Like, when I watch videos full screen, you know? I think the major problem Diablo Mortal World into is the movement speed. Agree they look slow. Endgame Diablo 3 movement speed is crucial. Enemies attack much faster, and you can make your character lightning fast. Not sure how it will work on mobile. They're going to have to minimize. I just think they're going to have to minimize speed. Your YouTube's been fine. You use Firefox. Yeah, it's just something in Chrome, because I'll go watch the same videos on my iPhone, and I don't see any hitches at all. It's only in Chrome. Chrome must have done something. I, I don't I don't know. What's up, Zubair? It's it's something in Chrome. Like It doesn't matter what videos I play. I, I get these little random hitches. There was one right there. Like Everything just kind of went... Dude, it like stuttered. Um, it's... I'm telling you, it's a, I think it's a Windows thing. Windows has had issues. Windows 10 has had issues with hitching videos for a really long time. They've never fully resolved it. They've never fully resolved it. Watching the footage of this playstyle reminds me of, quote, loaded. I absolutely love the damage numbers as they pop up, say Corey, but I play tons of JRPGs and damage numbers are like a staple there. My issue with JRPGs is typically not the damage numbers. It's typically there's something about the way the games flow, you know, with how fast you attack, how fast they attack. I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's basically like they took turn-based, they took turn-based combat and they wanted to give this feel of really long, drawn-out fights with lots of different things happening. And what it turned into in a JRPG is like this, you kill somebody with like a thousand paper cuts. Do you know what I mean? That's what it ends up feeling like. I'm not saying that that's true. I'm saying that's what it feels like for me. Like when I play a JRPG, so now we're in the old footage. Now we're in the old footage. Tell you what, let's let's just keep looping the new footage, at least for now, because that's likely what people are clicking for. Let's just keep looping the new footage 
so people can see it. We'll let the full video play after a while, but mainly people are probably clicking on this video for the Diablo Immortal new gameplay brought to you by Game Informer and an interview that they did with two guys who have worked on the game. Upgrade to Windows 11, it's been out for a few months. Oh no, I am not upgrading to Windows 11. I've heard I've heard lots of trouble for people that have done that. Gaming and streaming, no. Everything's working right now. Everything's working right now. It is. Although, although my uh my my poor my poor streaming rig may may need replaced very soon. We had it we had a just complete shutdown yesterday. I think it might have been a heat issue. My CPU is one of the ones that runs hot, so Hopefully we can uh, we can have a full day today with no problems. If all of a sudden I start repeating myself and the video gets blipped and looped, that means my computer shut down and I'll try to be back as fast as possible. It hasn't happened in a really long time, but, you know, it is an older rig. Not really in a position to uh, buy a new rig either. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> our taxes, man, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wow, we must have really sucked it up last year. <laughs> Oh man, it was like good and bad. It was like, oh wow, it's not, it's not painful in the least, and that's not really a good sign. Don't do Windows 11. I upgraded. I went right back to 10. I will not support a Windows 11. How they worked privately with Intel, so they made AMD look bad. I have, I know nothing about that. Galleon says this game is awesome. I loved playing in the beta, but. It looks like they will fumble with monetization and it will kill the game unless they have a plan in place to correct course fan backlash if fan backlash hits. Yeah, I was saying this morning that Asmongold made a video and he said that the the, the game is 200% pay to win. Now, I know he said Lost Ark was pay to win and I didn't agree with him there, but I, I thought it was pay to progress, which I think we have two perfectly good terms that we can use, right? Two perfectly good terms we can use. They have eight-player raids in the form of the Heliquary. Where did the term rig come from in describing a PC? I have, I actually have no idea. If you're just tuning in, we are checking out Diablo Immortal New Gameplay. Game Informer uh, released this gameplay yesterday, along with an interview, breaking down all the details for you. We're typically in this scene doing a talk show, but right now we're checking out the gameplay and having a discussion about it. There's a poll at the top of the chat. Diablo Immortal release date is June the 2nd on mobile, and the PC beta will start then as well. Make sure you take the poll at the top of the chat. Are you going to be playing the game? I have to appreciate the fact that there's like 46% of the people who have taken the poll are like, no, I'm not going to play it, and yet you're still hanging out and watching the stream. Thank you so much for that. Me and all the other whales will keep it pay to win with our selfish monetary support. Too bad broke boys, says Distorted. If you have a system you use for production and it's not broken, don't do anything to it. Early adoption is not for mission-critical systems. Yeah, I, I need my computers to work all day, every day. I can't have anything not working. I can't have anything not working. So, it's always terrifying when something stops working. I have lots of backup rigs that are ready to go just in case. So, we, we, may, we may be needing to replace this thing. Which is just heartbreaking because it's just been such a good little rig. I suppose I could take it into that shop and just and just say you know replace the CPU if we feel like that's what it is, because um, it is it is a good little rig. What type of MMO will this be? 
Uh, other Diablos have not been an MMO. No, other Diablos have not been classified as an MMORPG. Uh, they would be considered ARPGs, action RPGs. Diablo 3 is an ongoing live service action RPG, but it would not be classified as an MMORPG. MMORPG is a massive multiplayer online RPG, which indicates everybody's kind of online at the same time, right? Everybody's typically sort of online at the same time. And in this game, that's going to be happening. They said this is their most ambitious Diablo to date. They said this is the first Diablo they have built from the ground up to evolve and continually expand and grow. So they have built it with the idea that it will be ongoing and that it will be one where you're online, you see other people. They said they developed technology to have people in your instance as you're kind of roaming around the world. There's eight-man warbands. You can do four-player dungeons. You can do raids with eight players. You can do big PvP battles. I believe they said like 50-something player battles or was it 50v50? I can't remember now. But they are really, really putting a lot of work into making this significantly different than other Diablo games. Uh, Diablo Immortal was originally going to be a strictly mobile game, but they got so much positive response to the game, and the constant request was, my gosh, I wish I could play this on my PC. And since so many people requested that, they, uh, since so many people requested that, they have now said there will be a Diablo Immortal PC beta that will launch on the exact same day as the release date. So, always pay to get ahead because I can. I spend hundreds of months as distorted on gaming, and that's in-game stuff, not counting the actual purchase of games, which I usually get the best version of. I value my time more than morals, so I will always pay to get ahead. Not only is this just pay-to-win garbage, but it's also just a DLC. Come on, fellas. <laughs> they rigged and desktops to handle more than it should, so it became gaming rig. Oh, really? I can agree to an extent, says Corey, but a big part of the JRPG gameplay loop is comboing, which doesn't really allow people to kill enemies quickly. Like in the- No, 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 no. I, I, I get that, Corey. I 100% get that. Comboing is a huge aspect. 100%. Butter says, is pay to progress not pay to win since you get better stuff faster than others? Okay, so we're considering doing reaction content periodically because we argue and break things down intellectually. We don't we don't get into like ad hominem and I, I try not to get into ad hominem and hyperbole and other fallacies, okay? So I'm considering watching Gold's video about this game on Monday in a new segment that we might do on a regular basis where once the talk show's over, the second show will be me, you know, springboarding off of somebody else's stuff, right? Now... Traditionally speaking, in the pay-to-win debate, the big debate we had in Lost Ark was, and the thing that frustrated me so freaking bad, is that pay-to-win was born out of the idea that you pay to win against another player. A colloquialism's etymology is incredibly important because you have to understand its usage, right? Like when somebody says um, something to the effect of by the skin of your teeth or... uh, Like I told my daughter the other day, I said, better safe than sorry, right? Those are so commonly used, you don't necessarily need to understand their etymology. Their meaning is clear to you, so it doesn't need to be explained. 
pay to win never really needed to be explained because everybody just understood that oh yeah i'm playing this soccer game basketball game you know football game and i can pay to win I can pay to get a better player, better team, better whatever, and then I win. I win the game. I win the competition. Win, as a word, doesn't make any sense in the context of progressing or beating a game. We've literally turned it into a meme in the channel. They're like, did you beat the game? People are like, no, 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 no. Did you win? Right? No one says that. No one talks in this way. Now, prior to Lost Ark... My experience in gaming commentary and in being a YouTuber and a streamer and creating content, my experience was that games that did that sort of thing were called pay to skip, pay to progress, or sometimes cheekily, we would say pay not to play, right? We would say pay not to play. You would say, well, you're playing the game less. This commonly came up in games like Warframe. You're paying to skip. You're paying to progress or you're taking a shortcut. So you're paying not to play, okay? No one ever referred to Warframe or any of those other games where you could pay to progress, pay to skip or pay to get an XP boost or something. No one ever said that was pay to win, ever, before. But Lost Ark came out And it was really easy to drive a negative narrative because people will click on a video about pay to win. And the argumentation and the intellectual backflips were created ad nauseum. Everyone was like, oh, it's pay to win, it's pay to win, it's pay to win. The PvP environments in Lost Ark are equalized, so you getting through the game faster and getting better gear will not give you more power over another player because gear is equalized in the PvP, okay? And every time that came up, people always went back to the same, same thing. They would say... Oh, but you're still you're still beating the game faster than other players and you're you're beating content faster than other players. That's pay to win. And I'm like, no, we, we have a perfectly good phrase that doesn't need to be explained. If I say pay to progress, you know exactly what I mean. If I tell you that in, that Warframe is pay to win. You're going to be like, well, in what way? What do you mean? Are you are you playing against other players? No. Is there PvP? Well, well no. Are you, are you paying for power to to beat? But no, I'm not doing any of that. I don't know why we're having such a big viewer spike. Holy, holy frick. Welcome in, everybody. Um, but that, in my, in my estimation, is why it frustrated me. I think you're perfectly fine to say it's pay to progress and I think it's scummy because there are certain practices within pay to progress that are scummy. I call it the art of the squeeze, okay? Let me get you guys the the new footage because we're having a big viewership spike and people are probably looking for the new footage. It's back here. Let me show you the new footage for those of you just tuning in, alright? Within the realm within the realm of pay to progress, okay? Within the realm of pay to progress, there are practices that are bad. There are things that should be called out, okay? There should be. You should never, ever, ever, you should never, ever, ever be criticizing, like, broadly and stupidly because I find it to be ineffective, okay? So if you're going to sit here and be like, because somebody's saying, people have been calling Warframe pay to win for years. Yeah, and... People say stupid things all the time, right? It doesn't mean that it's not stupid. Anytime I interacted with anybody about Warframe, they said it's pay to progress, pay to skip, pay not to play, okay? People calling it pay to win were being disingenuous at best 
and dishonest at worst. That's just dishonest. It's not pay to win. That's not what the term means. It isn't. I'm not even talking about Diablo Immortal yet because I haven't seen the breakdown of the store. I haven't seen the breakdown that Asmongold did. I haven't I haven't watched that yet. I'm 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 already concerned because I looked at the store the one day and thought this is this is gonna this is gonna not bode well with with Western users especially right. But but you have to criticize systems within themselves. If it's a pay-to-progress system, call it pay-to-progress and criticize its design. If it's pay-to-win and you can buy better players, weapons, teams, or whatever to play against other teams, other players, and win, then call it pay-to-win and criticize it within that category. It isn't helpful. If you call everything pay-to-win, the irony is, this is the grand irony that everybody forgets, is you're diluting the term, which means you're neutering its power. You're making the term this overused, impotent term. Like, look at the Me Too movement for a great example of how real, horrible, egregious things are now being lumped in so that, you know, dishonest people can make claims about the most minor offenses. You're, you're, you're going to do the same thing to pay to win. You're going to call everything under the sun pay to win. Everything's pay to win. All that DLC's pay to win. The season pass is pay to win. And it's like, what? Did, no, it's not. And when you do that, it just becomes this overused, impotent term. And you know what's going to happen? Gamers are just going to ignore you. They're going to be like, I don't really care. Every game is apparently pay to win. So what the frick difference does it make? Every game's doing it. Like, that's the irony is people are like, well, if we let these game companies do it, more companies are going to do it. More games are going to do it. And it's like, well, no, more games are going to do it. More companies are going to do it because you're cre- you are creating, you are creating this sort of passive, all games are like this narrative, which muddies the waters. I don't think it's helpful. Like, fast forward in five years, if we're calling every single game with any semblance of a, of a, of a pay-to-skip of a pay-to-skip mechanic, any semblance of that's pay-to-win, then every dadgum game on, on, on the earth is going to be almost pay-to-win unless they're purely cosmetic. And then what you're, what you're doing is, is you're making it easier for really bad pay-to-win practices to sneak in the door. You're making it really, really easy for the more egregious practices to sneak in the door because it's like, well, everything's pay to win. So this is just worse pay to win than this pay to win. What the frick? East Coast Overlord with a $5 tip through Super Chat. I'm getting a new job out of physical labor into IT. I paid for my certification. This is how I win. Thank you for the $5 tip. Guys, if you're enjoying the show and the gameplay, the breakdown, the discussion, I am safe for work, so you can subscribe in confidence. Be sure to hit subscribe. Be sure to hit the bell button. That way you don't miss the show. We're usually in this scene like this, but we're doing gameplay breakdown. This is brand new gameplay. Diablo Immortal new gameplay for you to check out today. And uh, we've got more coverage today about the PS5 Pro. We've got V Rising solo gameplay. We've got Reforged Radio talking about Returnal coming to PC as well as Call of Duty as well as God of War Ragnarok received its rating. Lots of coverage for you today. If you just stay here in this stream and ride the day with me, you'll get a constant flow of a talk show podcast style of gaming coverage uh, along with some gameplay today in V Rising. I don't think I have heard any of those terms. Would you not, uh, would not all go back to pay to win? 
I mean, people said that Battlefield 3 class purchases were pay to win, but by what you are saying, it would be pay to progress. Again, never seen any of these terms prior to watching you and any of my communities. Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't want to sound like some arrived super pompous intellectual butters, but are you really going to act like the gaming community is super bright in their criticisms a lot of the times? Like, have you spent time on the forums? Have you spent time on Reddit? Did you spend time in any of my live coverage of Destiny? Do you honestly think that most people break things down with nuance and careful intellectual examination? Or do they just use intel- like internet dirty words and phrases that will get them clout and clicks? Pay to win. Cash grab. Right? You, you know, like, devs are lazy. Yeah, were you here yesterday for the mind-numbing discussion about b- paying back a discount? Like, were you here for that? Like, I know it sounds super dismissive and arrogant, like I'm some smart genius guy and everybody else is dumb, but have you spent any amount of time on the internet reading how people argue about video games? That, of course, tons of people referred to pay to progress as pay to win because they're dumb. Like, seriously, if you called Warframe pay to win, I don't have another word for that. That's just dumb. That's not what the term means. It's not. It, like, this is something we always got into in, in, um, we always got into this with Destiny. Always. I said, you are far better off making a good criticism. When you make a bad criticism, no one's going to listen to you. When you're like, this is pay to win. We ran into that all the time in Destiny. The new season would come with a new exotic, and if you bought the season pass, you got the exotic right away. And I had to actually entertain the notion that that was pay to win. Well, if that exotic's really good, that's pay to win. Because you can buy the battle pass and go into PvP and have an advantage. Shut the frick up. Just shut up. It, who wants to listen to that level of nauseating complaint? It isn't pay to win. It's a season pass. It's new content. It's new gear. It's new guns. And I said all the time, there are plenty of things that they do in games like Destiny or even a game like Genshin Impact, right? You need to call out what they're doing with specificity so then people know what to be on the lookout for. But when you blanket broad brushstroke everything in the industry as pay to win or cash grab or lazy or whatever, you end up with impotent, ineffective criticism. You're not saying anything. You're just hurling insults. That game is pay to win. Well, how? Well, they let you pay to skip stuff. Okay, well, that's not really nearly as bad as like a sports game that lets you spend money to gamble for a better team. And since everybody's gambling for better teams, it creates an uh, an almost disease-like environment where the culture of the game is you must pay to win. Those aren't even in the same universe. They're not even in the same universe, and yet you're using the same term. To clarify, you said nobody called games like Warframe pay to win before Lost Ark, and that's just not correct. Pay to win has been used to include pay to progress and pay to get advantage from. Right, but Reese's, you have to understand what I was saying and how I was saying it. Just because you can go back and find people that said it at that time doesn't take away from the point that I was making. In my experience, 
whenever I discussed Warframe with people, because this is what people were doing. Let me give you context and maybe you'll understand why I said that. You have to understand when I said nobody was saying that, that's an expression that doesn't mean there's not a single living human being that ever uttered this phrase prior to Lost Ark. That's not what I was meaning when I said it. Like, you have to give me, you have to have like the grace to understand hyperbolic expression doesn't mean all-encompassing definition. Like, that's not what I was doing, okay? So, whenever we would discuss Destiny and the microtransactions in Destiny and people would get really angry about things that they were doing in Destiny, commonly people would bring up Warframe and their microtransaction practices. This typically happened around Spark of Light or whatever the frick they called it. So, like, if you came to Destiny late and you wanted to spend money to skip leveling because you wanted to jump right into the content, that was a way for people to get into the game quicker, okay? I basically did the same thing with The Division. I bought the Ultimate Edition of Division 2 so I could skip the leveling, jump right into the New York thing, and have all six specializations, okay? So, whenever that would happen, people would debate that. They'd be like, isn't that pay to win? And people like, no, that's pay to progress, pay to skip. And people, as I said, would cheekily say, sort of jokingly and in jest say, it's pay not to play. You're paying money to not play the game. If you do Spark of Light, if you do Pay to Progress and Pay to Skip, right? You 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 do those things in order to not play. You play less by spending that money. So back then when I would say that and people would say that, the general the general idea was there was a universe, a a universe of difference between a FIFA or a Madden pay to win and pay to progress in Warframe. My question to you is, why the insistence on pay to win? It lacks clarity. It lacks nuance. Pay to progress doesn't need to be defined. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be defined. When you say pay to progress, no one's like, what does that mean? Wait, what do you mean by that? No one says that because it's, it's, it's self-evident. It's self-evident. It's pay to progress, man. You can pay to take shortcuts. You can pay to skip stuff. Brand new season's coming out. If you're a late adopter, uh, you can pay to skip. You can pay to progress. You can pay to jump ahead. You can pay to whatever to catch up with your friends. Well, that's pay to win. No, it's not. Like, you're using a term that becomes nonsensical without qualification. You have to qualify it. Right? So when I paid for that upgrade in the Division 2 so that I can have all six specialists and jump to level 30 so I could jump right into the New York DLC. If someone's like, well, that's pay to win. Huh? Well, what I mean when I say pay to win is you're spending money to skip the grind and the leveling that I had to do, so you're bypassing that. Therefore, you're quote-unquote winning. Okay? Nobody freaking talks like that. Nobody says that. Like... The, the terminology was not born out of games like Warframe. It was not born out of games like Destiny with Spark of Light. It was born out of the card pack, you know, disgusting practices in these sports games. I don't approve of them. I've never said that they should stop because they have a willing consumer base and they'd be stupid to stop and their fiduciary duty to their shareholders would come into question. What are you doing? Why are you throwing away revenue? Why'd you shut that down? You had a willing consumer base and you were making money hand over fist. What the frick are you doing? You have a duty to us as shareholders. They can't, they wouldn't be able to do that. 
right? I'm not saying that it's good. I'm saying that there, there's no reason for them to stop. There's no, there's no financial or business reason for them to stop. Now, if laws change and the ethics around those practices change, then sure, they'll have to stop doing it. But you're going to let people sneak all these practices in if you start calling everything pay to win. Look, that's why I made reference to the Me Too movement. Look what happened in the Me Too movement. Everything is is a crime now. Everything. You, if you make someone uncomfortable, you're as guilty as the guy that's in prison for, for the worst possible crimes. Why? Well, they've overused all these terms. They use them so much, they're now just these impotent, broad-reach, broad-spectrum terms. So what has happened? You've allowed dishonest, bad actors to sneak in and make claims that are totally bogus and ruin someone's life. I'll raise my hand. Johnny Depp will raise his hand. Right? You're going to do the same thing in video games. You're going to use pay-to-win so much that in five or ten years, it's going to be everywhere. They're going to be like, well, since they call everything pay-to-win, just... Just do it. What difference does it make? It's just becoming generally accepted. There's pay to progress. There's pay to skip. There's pay not to play. There's pay to win. You know, as in pay to win in a PvP game. Just smuggle it all in. Who the frick cares? All these bad actor video games will sneak in these practices because why? Well, because video game, you know, gamers put their brain on the shelf and just started using the term ad nauseum. Just like social media and the public put their brain on the shelf with hashtag believe women. It's the same idea. You're just creating slogans and mottos that are absent of thought and they're used as weapons and they become dull and blunt over time and then they're misused by bad actors. For everything that has come out, this game is not pay to win. People need to... I don't, I don't know if this game is pay to win in particular. I need to watch Gold's video. If you're just tuning in, we're watching Diablo Immortal new gameplay. Now, this is not new gameplay. Typically, we are in this scene here, and I'm debating right now the use of the term pay to win in games that do pay to progress. Now, I myself have not watched Gold's video, so I don't know exactly how he argues his point. This is a Game Informer video, by the way. They interview, They interviewed two people. I'll let the new gameplay loop again for you guys that are interested in seeing it and haven't seen it yet. Somebody call CSI. Has, has there was there a horse here? Yeah, I think maybe I got beaten to smithereens. Q, yeah, music. Oh gosh, exactly. Do you get scared away from Diablo Immortal because you hear pay to win? There's plenty of great game there for you, and you don't pay a cent. Don't miss out on the parts you might like because I'm not even worried about gamers being scared away from a good game distorted. That's not the angle I'm taking. I think people use it as a general catch-all for spending that allows some form of advantage in a game because of how well-known and widely hated it is. Right, but... (laughs) That tangent you just went on makes me miss radio. I know, me too, a little bit. Especially with everything going on right now. Ricky Gervais, and, you know, he's getting roasted up, and the, the, the trial, and... Man, oh man. Be very careful. Be very... I'll just say this as a side note. Any anybody out here, you, you see all these women defending Amber Heard's actions. I would stay clear of those people in in business and in life because they are probably abhorrent people. That's just all I'm gonna say. There are legendary gems that you get for sure if you buy a key for. They added something you can craft rare or something to fix that problem. We looked at the Diablo Immortal store 
last time and I had concerns immediately I was like oh boy here we go here we go you know what I'm saying we're we're this is exactly the problem because have they this is a question for chat right now Diablo immortal PvP have they said anything about how it works these these 50 player things that they mentioned what did he call it Endgame PvP battles. They, 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 how's that going to work? Is it going to be standardized? Is it going to be? Is it going to be flattened out? Is it that what's going to happen? Are they going to do that with the? Are they going to do that? Are they going to flatten it out so like you don't have advantages? Maybe you spend a ton of junk. You spend a junk ton of money in the store. How's that going to affect PvP? I'm saying that for chat because there are people who get scared away just because how often they hear pay to win. They don't need to get scared away. Oh, the other thing that'll happen distorted is anybody that plays this game is going to get hate. They're like, I can't believe you're playing this pay to win game. You know, Asmongold said that game is 200% pay to win, right? I don't know what weapon I'm using. Oh, for the distraction of the, um, oh, I know what weapon I'm using. I can see a health bar for real. Here's here's the reason the numbers are there, Derek. I don't know if have you, have you ever played a game like this where you keep turning the difficulty up by percentages? Because this game literally has like what is it? Is it 15 levels of difficulty? And the reason that they give you those damage numbers is you need to be able to crunch the numbers in min max. You need to know what your damage output is with every swing, with every spell cast. Because if you don't you're not going to be able to maximize your power in the harder difficulties. So I get why you don't like it, but it's actually there for a very good and functional reason. You can't just watch a health bar and be like, well, it moved quicker. Like, you know what I'm saying? You need to be able to actually see the numbers. You know, I always like winning single player games, says Cliff. I like damage numbers in the fight as long as, uh, as long as like Monster Hunter, PoE, I don't mind the damage numbers. There are tons of videos explaining about pay to win. Yeah, we're considering reacting to Asmongold's video next week. We, I don't want to become a reaction channel, but I think really thoughtful, intellectual, debate, discussion-driven uh, reaction videos could be good on this channel because it wouldn't be just me sitting there in the corner and then be like, oh, that was funny. It would be pausing, interacting, debating, discussing. You guys would obviously be interacting with it as well. I like the number for a reason, says Creature Crits clear indicators that any buffs or debuffs are landing in the right order. Yeah, Hilly said the same thing, I think, that he needs to know that he's attacking in the appropriate order. The point is, when people allow their opinions of others to define what games they play is disturbing, reviews should not be determining factor of your interest in a game. Well, I don't agree with that, Corey. If there's a bunch of reviews coming out about a game like Dolmen, like, Let's say you heard my review and you read two or three other reviews and they're all saying the same thing. 100% that should be a factor. It's clunky. It's glitchy. It's buggy. I had soft locks. The combat's bad. If everybody is listing those same bullet points, you, I, with respect, it seems a little ignorant or maybe even a bit naive to be like, I'm not going to let that shade my interest. Here's my $60. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Lona reacting and providing commentary to videos would be a genius idea for someone as analytical as you are. Go for it. I've always been a little bit averse to reaction content because I feel like it's really thoughtless, but I think if you do it in a thoughtful way, we could raise the bar on what reaction content looks like. 
Yo, what's good, Reckless Gambit? When does Immortal come out? Smashville Diablo Immortal release date is June 2nd on mobile, and the Diablo Immortal PC beta starts on the same day. If I can't see the numbers go up, it's not Diablo, says Reckless. Reviews can help influence. Don't let it be the sole deterrent if you're generally interested in the game. You may not take much of an issue. Here, here's okay. Here's the thing. When reviews come out about a movie are bad, do you know what I always wait for? I always wait for the community score. There's been so many superhero movies that are like 60%, 70%, bleh, and then there and then the community comes behind it and gives it like a 75 or an 80%. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm probably going to like this movie." That's different. Why? Because a lot of the times games can get bad reviews because of all these technical issues like the combat's clunky, the iframes don't work well, it doesn't feel good, it's the camera's wonky, you know, th- you know what I'm saying? Have you ever liked a game that other people thought was bad or vice versa or not liked a game everybody thought was great? Yeah, I, I, well, this gets really weird for me, Corey, because I don't like Mon Hun, but I recognize how great Monster Hunter is. Monster Hunter is one of the greatest games I've never played because I, I find the combat to be mind-numbing. I, I, I fall asleep. I'm like, I, I can't do it. I, I, it's like, bleh, it's boring. I'm not saying the combat's boring. I'm saying I, I experience it as boring. And I look at all the pieces and the parts of Mon Hun and I'm like, it's an amazing game. You should check it out. I actually do that. I divorce my experience a lot of the times from the greatness of the game. Now, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed a game that lots of people don't like. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, yeah, it was so great, man. The reviewers slammed it, said it was bad, dry, dull, whatever. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I don't think I've ever had that experience. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Because, think about it. If a bunch of reviewers are knocking the game and bashing the game... I, I think the likelihood of me enjoying it's really low because they're typically doing it for good reason. Bad content loop, repetitious combat, not a lot of depth, whatever the, whatever the case may be. Bugs are not an opinion, that's a fact. Saying combat's unsatisfactory is an opinion. Right, but here, here let me, well, let me say it another way, Zubair. If four different people say the combat feels clunky, that's not a bug, that's like, an experiential expression. They're like, that yeah, feels clunky. But if four people say that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that to the bank and I'm going to cash that. In the words of Christopher Walken, the word on the street is rock solid. Right? The, the word on the street's rock solid. If that many people are saying something feels clunky, it's probably going to feel clunky. Now, that doesn't mean I couldn't enjoy it, but it certainly is going to affect my, my interest in the game. Well, maybe I'll wait. You know, maybe I'll wait. I, I, I don't know. When Skillup says Biomutant's combat feels like you're punching a pillow, I, I want to I kiss him on the mouth. I'm like, thank you for coming up with the literal best way to describe why the combat's so bad. I don't know what he looks like. Maybe I don't want to kiss him. But you know what I'm saying? I was like, I really appreciated that. I was like, that's so helpful in verbalizing. When somebody said that Cyberpunk's combat feels like when you get in a fight in a dream and how you're just sort of slow and you can't quite do what you want to do. I'm like, that's exactly what Cyberpunk's combat feels like. It's like I'm dreaming. It's like something's not quite right. I'm not quite fast enough. I'm not quite moving in the way that I want. What is this? What is this? Yo, what's good, D-Tom? So I do think if there's consistent feedback expressing what a game feels like, I do think that can shade and influence your potential interest in the game. You're like, man, seven... Seven different people 
Seven different people said this game feels clunky and bad. Don't worry, Ralph is an attractive Australian gent. I love Aussies, man. I do. People always, people always criticize. It's always funny when people come into my chat and want to criticize skill up. They're like, I'm like, you realize that I've never watched. I don't know if I've watched a video of his that I disagreed with, except for his anthem video. His anthem video was like the only time I've ever disagreed with him. Like if I watch, if I watch one of his reviews of a game or something, I'm like, yep, yep, uh huh. I said the same thing, uh huh. Agree, agree, agree. So it's always funny when like someone comes in here and they enjoy my content. And like they want to take a chunk out of him, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you're saying that. I, I, I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> he and I agree like 90% of the time. Skillup is a very handsome man, and I am not guy. Oh, you're not guy. <laughs> He's very handsome. I think he meant to say, and you are not gay. You don't need to qualify that. You are allowed to say if somebody is handsome. You know what I mean? I can say that a car is is really good looking and I'm not a car guy, right? I don't know I don't know anything about cars. I'm not interested in cars. But when a car goes by on the street and I'm like, that is a good looking car. I don't have to be like, just so everybody knows, I, I'm not I'm not a car guy. You know, no car guy, non car guy here, but that that's a good looking car. Like you don't have to do that. <laughs> you can just be like, yeah, that's a handsome man, you know? Like, you know, Jason Momoa probably smells like sandalwood and feels like you're snuggling with a velvet god. But, like, I can, I can say that and not have to qualify the fact that, I, you know, I'm straight and happily married. You know, I, I can say those things. These are allowable statements, folks. <laughs> it's really easy to forget the actual professional critics, both movies and games, are hugely likely to know more about what they're talking about than Joe Basement, who gets mad about a story. <laughs> Joe Basement. Hey! Hey, I'm in a basement. Are you taking a swipe? Are you take are you taking a swipe? <laughs> In my opinion, he doesn't seem believable. Who doesn't seem believable? Skill up? Why not? I think he's very careful and methodical in his reviews. I like his reviews. I've always said this too, if you know when another guy is ugly, you know when they're handsome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you see when you see a homie trying to swing above his weight class at the bar, why? Because you, you know he's not that handsome. Well, then you should be able to recognize a handsome man on the other direction, right? You're like, ooh, let's see how this goes. This guy is really trying to hit above his weight class here. No, no, she shot him down. Like, the only reason you know that is because you can recognize a good-looking man and a, non-good, a man that's less good-looking. <laughs> I mean, when you see an uggo, you're like, look, brother... You know, you you you've uh, you got to have something else in your corner. Are you rich? Are you are you are you incredibly wealthy? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? These are these are acceptable things, chat. Don't don't let don't let the don't let Twitter make you think otherwise. Twitter's not a real place. Ugh. Let's check on this poll here. Let's check on this poll. Diablo Immortal release date. Will you play it? 54% say yes. 46% say no. Well, that is split down the middle. I just want to say a special thank you to everybody who clicked no. If you clicked no, I really, really appreciate the fact that you're here watching anyway. You know, that's that's very, very nice of you. You're like, I'm not interested in this game at all, but I'm hanging out in the stream, Lono. 
greatly appreciate that we're getting a lot of people off of search thank goodness youtube did something with search yesterday it seems like they've now fixed it we're getting a lot of people from the video as well new gameplay today from suggest or search if you've never been here before and you clicked on this video we greatly appreciate you hanging out we're getting a really really healthy click rate from new people today so thank you for visiting the channel Uh, i hope you're enjoying your time here Uh, I hope you come back. We got more things to discuss today. Usually I am in full screen like this. We are going to be discussing the PlayStation 5 Pro, uh, the PlayStation 5 Pro details as well as the new, as well as the new uh, Xbox Series X. If you want to support the channel directly, do me a favor. Consider becoming a paying member. It's five bucks a month and you get four perks. If you are already a paying member at tier one, you can consider upgrading. Uh, those four perks will get enhanced. You'll get more access in the Discord. You'll get into the VIP room, which sometimes I dump game codes in there. Uh, you'll get priority access during AMAs or community game nights. And you can submit one game a month that my wife and I have to play on Friday nights. Uh, so consider upgrading to Tier 2 or just doing Tier 1. We would love to get to 600 members on the channel. As a live streamer on YouTube, we do not live off the ad revenue. I'm not sitting here running ads every couple of minutes because that would be a you know a terrible thing to do to the live environment. Money probably wouldn't be too bad, but it would be a terrible idea. Uh, it would really disrupt the live show. So that's why we have to do members. We do member incentives and membership content. If you're a $5 member, you get a weekly members-only AMA stream. You get a weekly madam stream with my wife. We stream on Friday nights. And then once a month, that Friday night stream is community game night. Next month, community game night is going to be huge. Fall Guys is coming to every platform except for mobile, and it'll be free to play. And that June 24th, write that down, June 24th of next month is Community Game Night. Hilly is returning to the desk with me. We're not doing split screen, but Hilly will be playing and co-hosting with me. It'll be an amazing night. Bring your drinks and your laughs. Get Fall Guys installed. Become a member before then. Uh, It really helps out the channel. If we hit 600 members before the end of this month, my wife has to play Elden Ring, and we need about 80 more members, which I don't see that happening unless we get the gifted membership thing, which we still have not gotten into that that beta. <clears throat> I'm only here for the sexy beard. Thank you. Could we get 200 likes as well? We've had plenty of people stop by. We only need a handful more likes. Let's actually set our sights on 300 likes. Uh, 300 people here, 300 likes. Sounds good to me. If you haven't hit the like button yet, be sure to do that. It helps out the video. Uh, it takes just a second of your time, and it is free. We don't have any coffee orders or members this morning, so consider ordering some coffee or becoming a member. It supports the channel directly. And the and the and the and the coffee's not a sponsor, by the way. Oh, and let me let me do just another. I hate to do these all at once, but let's just do it. I am wearing an '80s tee, and it says "Number One Dad." The '80s. Uh, let me see if I can. Do they have the Father's Day collection? Are they are they showing it yet? They'll probably start it in June. They should do it now. Um, no, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. Father's Day. View all Father's Day products. Let's do that. Let's do that. If you like, if you want to get your dad a great, uh, let's say, uh, if you want to get your dad a great Father's Day shirt from 80s Tees, the shirt command. 
We'll take you to the Father's Day collection right now. Go to 80stees.com. Make sure and use code LONO for 30% off. Our code usage over there just dropped off the face of the earth. We're not sure why. It could be because a lot of you have just diverted your support to coffee, which is great and fine and well and good. Uh, Let me go back to the beginning again so people that are looking for the new gameplay can see it. Um... But yeah, we, we obviously, the, the two main ways to support this channel monetarily to ensure that we can keep doing what we're doing is a paid membership or a coffee order. If you're a coffee drinker and you've never tried coffee with balanced acidity, you should try ours out. It's, it's again, it's a small business. My wife and kiddos ship it to you. It's not like some sponsor. You won't play Diablo as long as it's top down. Did you hear that this was originally, Diablo 4 was originally going to be like action adventure or something to that na- to that effect? You get the ADC magazine every month. Yeah, Diablo 4 was originally going to be like action adventure. It was going to be like over the shoulder. I'm not kidding you. I'm not messing with you. I'm not I'm not yanking your chain. I'm not yanking your chain. Mm-mm. They completely re uh re revamped it, relaunched it and went back to the to their roots. Do you want to know why? As much as it would have been great to get people like you in the player funnel, they would have it would have done terrible the fans of diablo would have been like what what are what are what are you doing you know what i mean think of it this way think of it this way koga koga what's your favorite game to play what's your favorite type of game to play and what's your favorite game is there a game that you always gravitate to and like what type of game is it i'm just curious i want to do a thought experiment with you just for fun i think you're a new name in chat so you're going to get to you're going to get to ride on the merry go round this is you're up Y'all ever have trouble logging into your work computer and wonder if you were stealth fired? Is that just me? <laughs> I've been ghost banned. I can't play D2 anymore. I might boycott a non-isometric Diablo game. Plenty of people would. Plenty of people would. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thought experiment with him. I just need a game. I need a game. I need a game and a game type that you really enjoy. I'm not into mobile games, so I'll probably never get into it, says Cody. But if they release it on console, I'll play. Well, it's going to launch on PC, so I think a console launch is probably very likely, homie. Children games. So Zelda is my fave. You played it too much? I just I just need a game type or a game that you enjoy, Koga. Come on, you're a gamer and you're on YouTube. There's got to be one you can type. It's, it's DayZ. Okay. So you like DayZ. All right, thank you. That works. I'm like a stand-up comic asking for a word, and I'm gonna I'm gonna riff on this. So, Daisy is a survival video game. As I understand it, it is third-person perspective. Is it not? Hang on, they want to know my birth date. Uh, is Daisy Daisy is third-person perspective? Yes. Okay. So, Daisy has this huge following. It's got this amazing support. It's it's been it's been praised. People like it. All right. I want you to imagine, Koga, as someone who loves DayZ and all your friends and all these people that love it. It's third person, it's first person, it's this survival game, okay? I want to imagine that the next time they do they do a DayZ 2, they suddenly turn it into an isometric game. You'd be like, what the huh? It wouldn't make any sense to you, right? You'd be like, wait a minute, why'd you do this? It's a completely different game now. That's what taking Diablo out of isometric would have felt like to people. It's like, you did Diablo 1, 2, and 3, and, 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 and now you're, what, what, why, what, do you see? Like, you, you would abandon 
you and all your friends and everybody loves DayZ would abandon and turn on DayZ if the sequel was isometric. It wouldn't make any sense to you. So if you take Diablo 4, you turn it into like an over-the-shoulder action-adventure game. It looks like God of War wannabe or something. I I think it would play, people would buy it, it'd get good reviews, but so many of the Diablo fanbase would just instinctively not touch it. They'd be like, no thank you. That's, That's not what I wanted. I'm not even in danger of getting fired, but that's still where my brain went. To be fair, I assume any pain in my body is cancer, so this might be a me thing. I deal with that because I have heart issues. Like, if my heart feels funny or I have indigestion, I'm like, oh, oh I'm gonna die! Yeah, that's. I think that's a human thing. No, I think that's a thing for anybody who's experienced, like, health trauma. You know what I mean? Trauma in general does that to you, I think. It makes you assume that something is a slight, something is a plan some, like, you know what I mean in the industry, I went through that for two years, I thought everything I thought everything was happening because of because of the, you know because of gossip, it all, you know, it all came out eventually and it ruined lots of stuff, but the two years leading up to that, I was constantly like oh man <laughs> this, is, this is because of that, isn't it, this is because of that <laughs> it makes you paranoid I feel if they gave us the freedom to choose your own camera angle, it would help out a lot. Okay, well, here's the problem with that, Koga. That sounds... That sounds great. As you, you just type that out, you're like, oh, that'd be so great. It wouldn't work in a game like this. Everything they've done from enemy aggro, attack patterns, enemy telegraphs, how the enemies do damage, how you do damage, it wouldn't work. You, you need to be able to see the above. It would be like trying to play chess and you're in like the camera perspective of a pawn. You're like, uh, wait a minute. I can't quite see everything. It would be really, really challenging. You need to be able to see down on the board. Not with that attitude, bro. (laughs) Well, that's just not the way that game design works, homie. You establish parameters and rules and then you work within those parameters and rules. That's how a game flourishes and gets praise. That's how a game, you know, you have to stick to your core competencies. The reason the expression exists that if you try to appeal to everyone, you end up appealing to no one. Like that phrase exists for a reason, right? It exists for a reason. Hey, hey, that's my joke. Oh, the not with that attitude. (laughs) People in here stealing your material on his first day. On his first day, Zubair. I think you can change a camera angle style if the core feel of the games remains intact. Zelda did that by switching from 2D to 3D and back. Phoenix does that with the DLC. All those games are mostly perfect. Yeah, but again, there's a giant difference between a Phoenix DLC and an entire game. You know what I mean? Imagine having an entire game like that. Like, you're just constantly shifting the camera around. Returnal seems close to Diablo 8 never played how does Returnal seem close to huh Returnal seems close to Diablo never played in what in what way what are you what are you seeing Russell I don't I have no idea what you're seeing had to jump out for a meeting what's the scoop morning everyone what's good Toretto well we're looking at Diablo Immortal new gameplay Game Informer put out a new video this is actually right here not old gameplay this is old footage but it's still Diablo Immortal gameplay and uh we are discussing we've discussed pay to win 
we've discussed uh, the game launching. We're discussing now like why some people will never play it because it's isometric. Returnal is nothing like Diablo. I can't think of a single thing that would touch the two together. Nothing. Like the fact that they're video games, that's about it. Returnal's listed in the stream database. Oh, I know, baby. I know. We're going to cover that on Reforge Radio today. That's the beauty of having a second show. The game you're excited for is Exo Primal. Exo Primal. I know this name. I know this name. Exo Primal is set for 2023 console game. There was an Exo Primal state of play. Yeah, I've seen this. Oh yeah, and it look they look like the they look like the javelins from Anthem and you climb in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exo Primal looks pretty sick. It kind of looks like if Anthem turned itself into a JRPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks sick. Um Okay. It's the Capcom Mech versus Dinosaurs. I could see Diablo is Returnal. How? I was really excited for today's discussions. Did I just hear Returnal on the Steam database? Yes. I've considered branching out into new roles, like out, uh, I could apprentice with Mo for a month or something and learn to wield the box side of the force. <laughs> Exoprimal looks like an arcade game. That's okay. I think that's okay. You know. Guys, if you're interested in seeing new games as well, don't forget our Reforged First Look channel. Reforged First Look will be getting uh, a brand new video today. Just yesterday, it got a brand new video of the Roller Champions game. Soda Crisis, Dolmen, they all hit this week. Uh, Elite Sniper 5 will be hitting today. That's on Game Pass. So we have multiple channels, and we got more content than you can shake a stick at. It's me... Me and Creature against the world, man. Creating more content than some organizations with staff. So, now we don't don't want to push quantity so much that quality goes down. So, we hope you guys are enjoying everything that we create. (laughs) Like, man, these guys make so many videos and they're just terrible. (laughs) Oh, man. We have a lot more coverage today as well. We will be looking at the PS5 Pro release date news. We will be playing some more V Rising to show you some of the solo gameplay. And, um, yeah, we should probably schedule the next one. Uh, because we're going to have to do these streams a little bit shorter. Because there is a members only, there is a members only AMA, uh, today. There is a members only AMA. So, we'll do this one, we'll do the next one at 15 after. Because this, this one has been fun this one has been fun but there's only so much you can say about new gameplay so we are going to shift in in a moment not in a moment in a while i still want to know what you guys think of me doing reaction content and pay to win because you know we've got we got uh i almost said amaranth asmongold <laughs> they're two very different people <laughs> Uh, they're both just gorgeous redheads. Asmongold has a video where he said that 
this game is 200% pay to win and we may react to that next week for an afternoon show uh, for our, it's not an afternoon show for our second show here on Reforge Gaming um, we think that could be fun today at 2.40pm Eastern first look at Sniper Elite 5 there we go thank you creature that looks so good I love he's just really good at thumbnails I love that first look thumbnail how it turned out it's great Amaranth when I don't know if I'll be reacting to Amaranth's um, content maybe some of her tweets because she's really smart she had a whole tweet thread about how her haters motivate her she had a whole tweet thread about that there we go scheduling streams still sometimes gets a little wonky alright there we go we did it now guys this right here is just regular old Diablo immortal gameplay alright this but the new gameplay is at the beginning of the video so if you if you're tuning in for that let me give that to you you might be tuning in for that um, I always have to get the player controls off and on Irony Overdose, you're doing reacts to pay to win on a free video. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really... Wait a minute. <laughs> Am I the sucker in that relationship? <laughs> Sorry, if Diablo was behind the shoulder, it looks like you'd possibly have a returnal look. Oh. Caitlin's going to be on Stern. Good for her. Yeah, I could see that. A third-person Diablo. Uh, um... Okay, okay. I see your DM, Derek. I see your DM. Oh, golly, yeah. We could do something really, really fun. We would do it. We would do something fun for members only. That'd be really, really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want stream to know anymore. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, think about the layouts of these rooms and the... the yeah, because Returnal does have a dungeon feel, right? Room to room to room, you know? Um, that could be that could be good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I saw you uh, referring to your DM, Derek. The game does look interesting for sure. I still got to play through Diablo 3. Diablo 3's story is amazing if you haven't played through it. My gosh. Diablo 3 is worth one playthrough. And then if it really hooked you and you really liked the gameplay loop, then you need to go back and do a seasonal character because it completely changes the, the, the feel and flow of the game. Just add a jump to Diablo. Bullet hell kinda. You guys saying what you're saying makes me want to play Returnal so dadgum bad. Oh, gosh. It'd be so fun to do co-op through the campaign with somebody that is, like, extreme... Like, Gritter hadn't played in a while, right? So we were struggling a little bit. You know what I mean? Going through with somebody who is just pro-status. People are like, you talking smack about Gritter? No, Gritter's my man. But it would be nice to play through co-op Returnal just smoking it with somebody who's at that level it'd be so friggin fun because I really want to move the story along I want to see the second clear I want to see the second clear story looks like you'll get to play Returnal again when it releases on Steam true 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 
Love Returnal. Enjoyed uh, it recently with a buddy. You can play Splitgate Season 2, my guy. I maybe? Did they make Returnal co-op? They did, brother. And it it's it's so dadgum brilliant how they did it too, Koga. Because when you go into a boss fight in Returnal, being able to split aggro is a massive advantage, but you have to share the loot. So you are essentially the strength of one player kind of cut in half. You're, you're, you're basically like 1.5 players because you do get weapons that are close in strength to each other, but you, can't, you have to share the health upgrades and everything. So, and the obelites. If you're close to each other, you can, you can, you know, I think you can both pick them up. I'm actually not sure. So it's actually quite brilliant. Returnal on Steam. Yeah, it's already in the Steam database, so it's, it's coming to PC at some point. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, you need a friend to play with? Listen, listen, if you're looking for people to play games with, this community that you're in right now, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the chat's highly active, and there's lots of green names in chat. If you want a green name, it's five bucks a month, and then guess what? You can take your green name, and you can get into our Discord. Our Discord server has got tons of rooms to chat and connect with people to play games with. It's This is a great community here. What happens if one of you dies? You can re- you can you can get them back up. If you both go down, you're done. You I think you have a certain amount. Of, is it a certain amount of time? You might you might have infinite time to get them up. You might have infinite time to get them up. But if you both go down, that's it. Returnal on Steam. I'll give it a go. Yeah. The question is, can they get the haptic feedback to work well? Like to get the full experience, are you going to have to? Um, are you going to have to get basically a a PlayStation 4 a PlayStation 5 DualSense controller cuz they added they added haptic DualSense support to a game recently on um on PC. I forget what the game was. Yes, it's time to invest in a PS5 controller if Returnal's coming to PC. Yeah, there was already a game that added the the DualSense support with haptic feedback. That was that's already a thing. So they could they could surely do it for Returnal. They could surely do it for Ratchet and Clank if it ever comes. Like, you know, if you're playing with a friend or something, I can imagine it would be amazing. I'm awfully bad, and it w- I couldn't even get into the second region by myself, and can't find people on matchmaking. Oh, Death Stranding has it on PC. Yep, there you go. I seriously doubted Zubair. The haptic feedback is very PS5 exclusive. No, it's not. That's not true, Captain Morgan. They have added haptic feedback to PC games already. It is already a thing. I, I forget the name of the game that did it. Uh, PC game with haptic uh, update. What game was that? 10 of the best PC games that support DualSense features. List of games that support the haptic feedback. Um, list of PS5 games that support... Hang on. Apparently, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of games that have done it. Yeah. So, listen, you got to understand something. Sony has a storefront on Steam. So, they are 100% going to bring haptic support to PC. This game looks horrible for a AAA game. I think it looks fine for a game that was primarily built for mobile. I think it looks fine. Can I rename the clan after creation? I have no idea, my friend. Gonna try and catch Obi-Wan this weekend? You better freaking believe it. Yes. We held off on, um, 
whatever the whatever the recent Marvel one was. We we, we haven't watched Shang Chi the movie, and we haven't watched the new series Moon Knight. We've we've held off on those because those will be fun whenever we get to them. We did the same thing with Hawkeye. We're you know we're enjoying Star Trek, but we will one hundred percent press pause for Obi Wan. We'll do the same thing for Stranger Things. We'll probably do one episode a week for Stranger Things. That way, we don't have to wait for the final two episodes. The movie, the, the episodes for Stranger Things are going to feel like a movie anyway, like one movie a week, basically. No, I know we don't need to watch other MCU, Sven. I was just saying that we've done that before with the MCU shows. We've just waited because they're not as important to me. Like, I didn't care that I waited to watch Hawkeye. Now, I watched WandaVision week to week because that was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to try to convince people that they should have liked it more than they did, but as a piece of artwork, I, and, and Elizabeth Olsen as an actor, is it's, it's magnificent. But that was a week-to-week experience that you needed to be week-to-week the way they ran it. It, it worked. I feel like Obi-Wan is going to be another huge disappointment. Derek, it can't land in the valley, that's for sure. It's either going to make me grin ear-to-ear the way that Mando has... Or it's just going to be awful. I don't think it can be ho hum. I don't. I think it's going to be one one direction or the other. They're going to either blow everyone's freaking mind, or it's going to be like, why the frick did you guys do this? If they listen, I'm I'm here to tell you. If they jack this up, then Star Wars is done as a franchise. At least to the OG fans like myself. If they mess up Obi-Wan, then the franchise is done in, in a certain respect. They won't be able to recover. Like, it, it, you'll, you'll lose too many fans. Like, Mando will continue to be good, but any movies, any shows, anything you do from that point on will get, will get less response and support. You jack up Obi-Wan, th- you're, you're going to lose a lot of people in, in a permanent way. That's my prediction. That's why I don't think they're going to screw it up. I think they know there's a lot riding on this. Like, if they would have messed up Mando, people could overlook that and be like, okay, it was a totally made-up story. But if you mess up Obi-Wan, you're not going to get forgiven for that. You're not going to. Because for a lot of people, this is an opportunity to redeem everything that they messed up in the prequels. After Boba Fett, my confidence is low. Boba Fett doesn't bother me, and I'll tell you why, Derek. Because as soon as it was Mando, it was fine. <clears throat> Book of Boba Fett came down to directors. And the, you know what's so great? This is what's so great about Book of Boba Fett. Book, Book of Boba Fett will prevent future Star Wars stuff from being... For, uh, future TV shows from being bad. Because they know exactly who needs to be in charge and who needs not to. They know exactly which directors they need to work with and who they need not to work with. Like, give Bryce Dallas Howard her own freaking trilogy, or I will riot. Give her a trilogy. You see what I'm saying? Boba was inconsistent because of the directors, not because Disney's going to screw up Star Wars from this point forward. I think you have to see the forest for the trees on Book of Boba Fett. They need to give Bryce Dallas Howard a series. Never mind you said it. Yeah, give her a series or a trilogy. It's all laughable, and I can prove it. You know, you'll never win. You'll never win this one with me, Orphan Twin. You'll never win. I loved it. I loved it. This isn't going to be like when I finally watched a review of The Last Jedi and my eyes were opened. I don't think so. Because I've seen, I've seen the criticisms of Mando, and it doesn't bother me. None of it bothers me. It's, it's, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. 
it's the Marvel thing for me. I'm a man of simple taste. You give me more Marvel, I'm happy. I loved Hawkeye. I loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I absolutely adored WandaVision. You give me more Marvel and I'm happy. I'm a man of simple tastes. Like, it doesn't take a lot. That's why you know the Star Wars movies were bad because it doesn't take much to please me in those environments. Mando, I was so happy. Goosebumps, got teary-eyed at the end when you know who shows up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was freaking thrilled with Mando. And so, and some of that could have been literally that I was just starved for, like, anything that was reasonably good. But when I rewatched Rogue One, I got similar feelings that I did watching Mando. So... Yeah, I'm in I'm in a I'm in a simple taste category with that stuff right now. Now, that's why that's exactly why I'm saying you start messing with Obi-Wan and you jack it up, then you're dead to me. I'm done. I'm moving on. You mess with Obi-Wan and we have a serious problem. If they had messed up Mando, I'd be like, "Okay, whatever." But I think that's probably why I enjoyed Mando. I went into Mando with like no strong nostalgic attachment to any of the characters because it was all brand new. I walk into Obi-Wan and buddy, you better bring your A-game or I'm going to be furious and that'll be the end. You don't come back from that. You jacked up everything in the prequels and then you jacked it up again. You, listen, I'll, t- I'll be angry at a personal level. You bring Hayden Christensen back you bring him back and give him, him him the opportunity to redeem himself and then you screw it up? How dare you do that to him? I will be absolutely livid if they do that. That's why I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be... In, I, th- I honestly think Obi-Wan's going to be incredible. Alright, see ya, Koga. On the trailer for Obi-Wan, the girl with the most view time will be the main character and will fight Darth Vader to save Luke Skywalker. I think Obi-Wan's going to be incredible because there's too much riding on the line. I don't think you would have convinced Hayden Christensen to come back if it wasn't excellent. That's another argument in my corner. I don't think you would have convinced Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen to both come back. A A big check I don't think is enough to open that wound again for them. I don't think so. I think they brought them back with a great concept and a great story. That's how they got those guys to come back, which is why I think it's going to be excellent. What else is Hayden doing? He hasn't done almost anything since then. It basically, it it in many respects, his 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 character of Anakin ruined his career, and it wasn't really his fault. It's George Lucas's fault. Money's not convincing enough. No, I don't think so, Robert. I don't think so. I don't think Hayden Christensen would reopen that wound for money. I don't think so. It would be. I think it would be too painful. I think it'd be too painful to come back and play and play Anakin again and then just get ridiculed again for being terrible. You sure he wasn't hurting for cash? Man, I really hope that wasn't why, Abe. I really hope the reason he did it is because he was like, I want to redeem what happened. I want to redeem the character. And he said in an interview that he, he feels like the fans are the reason he got to come back. Like, he thanked the fans. I feel like he said that in an interview. The interview with Hayden gives me hope for the show. He seems very excited about doing the series. Yeah. I feel like it was just for money. He wouldn't be doing interviews. He'd be avoiding the limelight. He'd be staying in the shadows. He'd take his check and he'd just go back into hiding. Hayden is a huge Star Wars fan. 
Yeah, I feel like the fact that he's doing interviews and the fact that he's excited about it, that that says something. Because if if he was just in it for the money, I think he'd be like, I'm not doing a press circuit, man. I'll come back, you give me the check, you can put my face on stuff, great, cool, awesome. I'm not I'm not gonna go around and do interviews. No, I want the money. That's really all I'm doing this for. Yeah, Ewan McGregor doesn't need the money, and he's doing all these interviews about how exciting he, he is to be in it and, and what Alec Guinness brought to the character in the original. Devil's Advocate, do we know he has a choice? It might be part of the movie deal. They gotta do a rollout. No, there is absolutely no way he's still under any kind of a contract, Abe. My gosh, that was a lifetime ago. Did you see the story where he did an imaginary duel with his buddy upon getting the part initially? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Hayden said he liked the sequel trilogy as well. Listen, if you think he's going to come out and speak ill of his own work and speak ill of something that literally is the reason he's coming back from Obi-Wan, he's not going to do that. I don't want to automatically think negative about Hayden because he got burned unfairly, but these press interviews strike me as PR. I don't think he would have done it if he was just in it for the money, man. Not old contracts, I mean for Obi. I'm not understanding your point. Uh, Yeah, I'm not understanding your point then, Abe. You're going to have to flesh that out from a different angle. It's not making sense to me. What if doing interviews is part of their contracts? Got to get publicity. Yes, but listen, if I want you to imagine that he came back and he wasn't convinced by the story. He wasn't convinced by the, the vision for the show. He came back for the money. You better bet dollars to donuts he would have said, I'm not going to be doing a bunch of press circuits. I want minimal press. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in this for the money. I'm not doing this because I want to be in it and I think it's a great story. He'd have been honest with him. He'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing your press circuits. I'm in this for the money. And you want my face, it'll help the show. So he has pull, he has power. You know how much they paid that kid to destroy his career in those prequels? Yeah, exactly. What money? What kind of money do you think he needs? The royalties alone off those prequels and the merchandise? Do you think he needs a dime? Gee, many freaking Christmas. The narrative around the prequels has completely shifted as the generation grew up. In what way? I don't think people realize how much the prequels were liked by kids at the time and now they've grown up. Oh, I see what you're saying. You stick your star who is cranky back in front of journalists? No, you put the super excited actors. Yeah, because you know how that's going to go. If you know deep down this guy's only in it for the money, you are not going to shove him out there because you know the interviews are going to be... Look at all these interviews, man, where you can see right through the actors. You're like, oh my gosh, what the frick is going on? They are not happy. The prequels for that generation are your empire? That's that's such a shame, man. <laughs> That's such a shame, because Empire is is cinematically great. <laughs> Empire is great is cinematically great. That is extremely sad. That is extremely sad. All right, tell you what we're gonna do. Let me loop this gameplay for you guys one more time. 
I'm gonna quickly run to the restroom. I'm gonna shut the TikTok stream off. The TikTok stream viewership is not worth it uh, these days. They're making a big push for more gaming streams and more gaming content, which will probably start to help our talk show because we'll be in a better category and a better viewer funnel. But lately, it hasn't been worth the stream over there, so I'm not gonna leave my phone up there for long periods of time needlessly. So I'm gonna shut down the TikTok stream. If you wanna watch me, come to youtube.com slash reforgegaming. We are gonna take a brief break, but you guys can keep watching the gameplay footage. You might see some ads. Consider becoming a member. We've not had a single member or coffee order today. We really need to hit those daily numbers of a couple of members and a couple of coffee orders to do what we do because we do not run ads that often. Live streams on YouTube, we got to live off the members and we don't have gifted members yet. So let's try and hit some good member goals without that beta and let's try and get some coffee sales. Chat, tell them how good the coffee is and how good the member stuff is. There is a members AMA today. It's behind the scenes. You get to see behind the curtain and get a little spicy. So consider becoming a member if you want to watch that AMA today. We do have another show today about the PS5 Pro and then V Rising solo gameplay with their recent patch and update. I want to show off that gameplay. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Enjoy the footage or you might see some ads. Do 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 do. Hmm. Can anyone here alone on Discord? Is just me. I took a break. Took a restroom break. Okay. There he go. 
this has been fun. I like covering Diablo every time there's new stuff. It'll be fun to play it and check it out with you guys. Appreciate the support today. It's been fun. We got a lot more to cover. I'm liking the new format of of doing maybe like slightly shorter episodes, but the live show just continues. We just use redirects. You know what I mean? I think it's been it it feels better for me personally. I don't know what you guys like what your enjoyment um has has been but like what your enjoyment level has been do you think that it works do you like it okay wash your hands of course uh, let's get these poll results here let's end the poll Diablo Immortal release date will you play it 54 to 46 54% said yes 46% said no you guys are champions like the people that say no and watch and hang out in the stream anyway like that's just spectacular man we gotta get this gifted membership thing man dadgummit I keep checking I like the shorter shows cause you get various topics a little bit quicker They don't care as long as your mouth's moving. Yeah, like, in my mind, what difference does it make? (coughs) Like, if I'm live from 9 in the morning until 3.30, 4 o'clock, roughly, you know, you're getting roughly the same amount of a a show. It's just we're we're hopping a little bit quicker to different things. Can we get 300 likes on the video, by the way? This video did really, really well, but we haven't quite moved on the likes. I haven't been really calling for that. So if we get 50 people, if there's 50 folks yet that have not smashed that like button, man, that thumbs up button helps out the video. So give it a press, especially if you enjoyed today. Nine, nine, he says. Oh my gosh. Why uh, why would you do that? Don't reemphasize that. I love the gaming talk show format. I think this is your lane. I think you should add a call-in show or do more call-ins on-air debate with you, with Mo. Nobody ever does call-ins. Nobody nobody does nobody does call-ins. We literally added call we literally added call-ins as a uh, as a feature over on radio and you know what the biggest problem is? The biggest problem is they have to be available, they have to be set up in Discord. And they have to want to. Do you know what I'm saying? They have to want to. So like it's it's just a really, really big challenge because it's just there's so many factors that hurt that hurt people calling in. They have to be available at that point in time. They have to have Discord available up and running. They have to be a member. You know? Can I ban him pretty pretty please? No. Creature hates call ins. I like the format, it's more concentrated content. Yeah, many people are working during the show. I'm like a background podcast for them. So, call-ins just hasn't ever really traditionally worked all that well. This is what te- this is what typically happened in the past. We had like the same four or five people calling in every day, and it turned into like its own podcast. It was like its own animal. Um, and I think it just that ends up leaving a bad taste in people's mouth. They're like, it's just you talking with these with these guys. You know what I mean? And I think that's not bad, but it might not be worth the effort, if that makes sense. 
I would call in, but I'm always working. Right. Now, there are apparently services where people can leave, like, voicemails or whatever, and then you, like, interact with what people had said, but I just, I just don't, I just don't know, you know? Um... Me calling in is not safe for work. Managers just sent out a message to the team telling us they worry because we haven't been doing X during our work. Also wanted to let us know that the first time that we do X during our work, that we should do X during our work. <laughs> what? I would do call-ins as Murph Dog. I'm at work when you do them. Otherwise, I would 100% do them. I think call-ins is just, it's a good idea, but in practice, there's so many things that make it that make it not work that well number one you got to be there number two you have to have something worth saying number three you have to stay on topic and be quick you got to be able to like quickly get the thought out like it's just really it's just challenging to make it good you know what i'm saying it's challenging to land it so like we would want different people every day we would want different people with decent mics that can quickly get their point across and it's just like that's just really tough Exactly. Why haven't you been following this procedure we never told you about? That's the other part for Lono's brand. He would have to uh, vest everyone before allowing them on because some people swear like a sailor. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yo! Our first new member of the day. There it is. We actually got, we got a new member. We did it! <laughs> oh, man. We really want to see that 600 member count, you know? We really, really do. Um... Enjoy the dope badge and emotes, man. Thank you. Be sure to cash in on all the uh, on all the footage. Oh yeah, we stopped watching the gameplay. We're getting ready to shift gears. We're getting ready to shift gears. We are about to talk about the PS5 Pro, right? We are about to start talking about the PS5 Pro. There's there's information about it, as well as other things. There was a conference. There's new apparently a new Xbox coming as well. Also, also. They are fixing. They are fixing the, uh, the 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 PlayStation Plus upgrade debacle. You're great, man. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, I know a lot of people watching right now. You probably don't do memberships on YouTube. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit foreign over here. This isn't quite like Twitch, um, but typically on YouTube, you supporting a YouTube a YouTuber is like you've got premium, you watch their videos, you don't run an ad blocker, things like that. That's fantastic, and you should continue doing that. But the sad thing is, when you're a live streamer, these videos get a couple thousand views, sometimes even higher than that, that, you know, they can get in the, you know, the 10,000 sometimes. But we, being a live streamer, we don't make a ton on that. Do you want to know why? Because most of those views happen in the live environment and don't generate ad revenue, really. So that's why the memberships are the thing that we have to kind of do. That's why we do content for members specifically to kind of give incentive to become a member. 
The worst thing about YouTube memberships is you can't use the emotes anywhere else. That's good and bad primary because it means I can update and add emotes anytime that I want and they can let me do that. The minute you start letting people do that with global emotes, it becomes a serious problem because you'd have people making like offensive emotes regularly. What does a cheap TV manufacturer know about hardware releases from other companies? It, the, the presentation and the people that were in attendance. I'm 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 thinking that this this is solid intel. That's I'm, I'm taking it as solid intel. <clears throat> Excuse me. A Dookie TV company speaking out of turn. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's worth covering. I think it's worth covering. People would spam troll constantly. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I think they need to consider allowing it. I think for certain YouTube partners, their emotes should be global. I think you should have to earn that, though, right? Like, once you hit 250 members or, or four or 500 members or something, you should unlock your emote. Your emote should be unlocked as global. You've kind of proven yourself. But somebody who just unlocks monetization and can establish a membership, they can join their own channel and make really offensive emotes and go around and do that, that's just that's just a freaking nightmare, right? But if you unlock it, think of it from this perspective. If we were to ever like raid Dr. Disrespect or raid another streamer, it's great to be able to spam our emotes. Well, if you can't earn the right to have global emotes, then those raids are not as exciting. You just go over and say, hi, like, you know, being able to spam your own emotes is really nice. Well, obviously the problem was we, we wouldn't necessarily want to raid Doc because his, his streams are always members only anyway, so. All right, let me send these tweets out and we're going to, we're going to shift gears to the next topic. I was with the impression you get more money with view retention. I don't get paid more money because you watch for a long time. I get money from ads and I get money from members. Like if you watch for an hour and a half and you never see a single ad. Now that helps my channel and that helps the video because YouTube's like, hey, this is a good video. Viewer retention's excellent. And it gets recommended to more people, which in turn I do get money from. But it's not like YouTube's not like counting the minutes. They're like, oh, this user just hit an hour and a half. Give that man some pennies. Like that's not, that's not how it works. That'd be freaking amazing, because some of you guys literally watch for hours. You know what I mean? They have to pay me on something that generates revenue. Advertisements generate revenue. So, that's the way that it works. That's why live streamers have to push membership, because it's like, you you, you have to be able, you have to be able to, like, get, have a regular revenue coming in because if not you're you're not you just until you get to super super high levels of revenue I'm sorry of viewership you're just not you're just not you don't have enough volume you do not have enough volume that's the biggest issue do I watch for too long how often am I in here no you guys do not watch for too long I don't I'm not saying you shouldn't watch for long periods of time 
I'm saying I don't get paid more because you watch for an hour instead of like let's say you watch for 30 minutes one day and then the next day you watch for an hour and a half you're like sorry Lono I can only watch for 30 minutes yesterday like, don't feel bad like you took money away from me that's not how it works <laughs> you, you don't need to feel guilt if you like have to leave early one day but like sorry man just can't keep the stream open like if you can keep the stream open do it because it just it helps the video perform and get recommended to more people does that make sense the better a video is performing the better YouTube treats it the ad roll on the YouTube live environment compared to upload environments laughable yeah we just Uh. Okay, let's send that. Send that. We've got some news for you. The PS5 Pro release date might actually be a thing from a presentation as well as new Xbox Series X and S consoles. PS5 Pro at this point has been assumed according to market analysis and things that have been said about the chips. We've got everything that you might want to consider. The ongoing chip shortage, this presentation, what exactly was said, is it reliable? Is there a PS5 Pro on the way and when? We've got the info for you. Now, we do these as a live stream, so I am going to be bringing over people from the live stream this morning. We took a look at the latest Diablo Immortal 